Now, you were probably uh, listening to the news, I hope so. Uh, more than 600 pets have arrived in Ireland since the uh, start of the war in Ukraine. The Department of Agriculture said they've accepted over 330 dogs and over 280 cats so far, with all animals receiving veterinary assessment on arrival. So we've discussed this previously with Pete DeVette, who now rejoins us. Pete Weatherburn, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. So what do you make of this then? Um, well, I, I, I've known that this has been happening for, 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 for a few weeks now, um, and I think it's great that, that, that these pets have been recognised as being so important to these poor families. Um, and, um, you know, it's bad enough having to leave your home and nearly all of your possessions, but can you imagine leaving a family member behind? And, and that's, that's why I was so glad to hear that the EU made a decision to to carefully waive the normal requirements for travelling pets. And they have done this very cautiously. Um, and, um, and it does mean, though, that there are animals coming to Ireland that wouldn't normally be allowed. And assessment by the Department of Agriculture. So what is your understanding of that? Well, OK, so the, 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 there's two really big health issues here. First one is there's a particular type of tapeworm that can be dangerous to humans, that can be, um, it does occur in some pets in Europe. And so for that reason, all pets before they come into Ireland have to have a particular kind of tapeworm dose. So what's happening is every, every animal that arrives in from Ukraine gets that tapeworm dose. So that removes that risk. That's the first one. The second one is rabies, which is more complex. And, you know, rabies does exist in Ukraine. We haven't had it in Ireland for over 100 years. And rabies is a complex disease that um, goes from animal to animal, from animal to people. Um, and so, obviously, it's one that you want to do your utmost to keep out of a country. Now, the thing is this, that when it happens in Ukraine, it tends to happen in stray dogs or street dogs. Um, and pet dogs are nearly all vaccinated against it, so they're protected. As well as that, on the border, as dogs have been leaving Ukraine to go into Poland, they've been getting microchipped and vaccinated against rabies. So that's been happening anyway. So when these animals then make their way to Ireland, what then happens is, again, they're double-checked, they're microchipped, and if they haven't got a vet-certified rabies vaccination, they're given another rabies vaccination. And the, the, the only bit that's complicated is the next bit, which is that for the, for the vaccine to take and to be sure that they're not actually incubating rabies, they have to be kept well away from all other animals and people. And that's why they're being put into a type of quarantine, a type of home isolation, whereby if a Ukrainian person arrives with their pet, they can't just go down and walk along Bray Seafront with the dog, sniffing other dogs and so on. They're not allowed to do that. They have to be confined to a premises 24-7 for at least a month. And after that month, then a blood test is done to confirm they've got really good immunity against rabies, uh, um, and that's when things can begin to be relaxed. So there are very strict rules that have been put into place. It's a, it's a completely unusual situation, um, and it's been done because of the recognition that these animals are so important to people. 
Indeed. Um, so it's a good enough provision to, uh, I suppose, in a lot of people's eyes when they think about rabies, to keep Ireland secure, um, but yet deal with having the pets coming in for the people, as you say, who've, you know, have pets as part of the family. So uh, if well, all these are followed, we're okay. Yeah, the Department of Agriculture will have done some, they'll, they'll done a risk assessment. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt there's a small risk there, and it's not ideal. But the, the war in Ukraine is far from ideal. The whole situation is far from ideal. What they'll have done, it, and only a very small percentage of these refugees have pets, something like 2% or less than that. Um, and so that's, I know that's added up to 600 pets now, but they're all being watched very carefully indeed. And, um, the thing is, rabies is a different, you know, it's changed. How we work with rabies has changed in the last generation to the extent that vaccination is highly effective to protect animals. And, um, you know, used to be the, the pets arriving would have to be, all pets from anywhere outside the UK and Ireland would have to be quarantined for six months. But nowadays, with our better understanding of the vaccinations and of the immune system, and of how antibodies protect um, pets, um, there's a much better... Um, we're able to be more refined in what we do. So, obviously, the Department of Agriculture will have carried out a review of the risks, and after doing that, they've decided on the system which they're currently putting into place. Okay, so there's checks at the Polish uh, border with Ukraine, and there's checks in Ireland. Okay. That's it, that's it. I mean, it'd be different if street dogs had been imported from Ukraine. That'd be an entirely different story. And that would include high risk. And that's not, that's just not happening, though. These are pet dogs that are, uh, are very much part of people's family. Um, so the, the risk of them having rabies in the first place is extremely low. Okay. One thing I, I want to just uh, mention to you briefly, and we will be returning to it on the programme, is this uh, proposal to have this bridge in Bray, uh, suspension bridge, which uh, many animal lovers feel could be a danger to the swans. Uh, I know you've great interest in swans. Uh, have yeah. you got a, a view on all this? I have a really strong view. I think it's ridiculous. I mean, basically, we know that swans fly up and down that river. We know that's how they go. We already... There's one horizontal cable on top of the dark line, and we already regularly come across swans that have been killed or badly injured and fallen onto tracks um, because of that single cable. Now what we're going to do is we're going to construct multiple vertical cables right in their flight path, and they won't be able to fly through that. It's, it's like a net for them. It will catch swans. They'll crash down onto the road, onto pedestrians and, 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 and other buses or whatever traffic's going over it. And, um, like, if it was the only way, you might say, well, that's a sacrifice we have to make. But what is wrong with a bridge without a vertical cable? Like, it's an unusual style of bridge. Um, they had a similar style of bridge in Dublin, and there's been multiple swan, swan casualties in there. It's like they're just not regarding this as being a serious issue at all. And it makes me really angry. All right. As I say, we'll be returning to this as well. And that's a view uh, that you have there shared by many people. Thanks very much indeed, Pete Weatherburn. Uh, our best. Thank, Thank you. you. Good morning. And Pete Weatherburn, you can get him at uh, Bray Vet on Old Connor in Bray or look at his website, which is PeteTheVet.com.